Hello, I'm Catherine Gregg, and welcome to episode eight in this 12 episode podcast series, An Introduction to the Universal Laws. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what is said to be one of the greatest laws of the universe, the law of cause and effect. Although, honestly, they're all great. And as I've said before in previous episodes, all these laws, these universal forces around us work with each other. And as we learn to work with them, this becomes one way of being entirely. The interesting thing here is that most don't know this law, or any of them, even exist. Or it seemed to be something mystical or far out. I've heard people refer to the law of attraction as being, well, I think in this instance their words were a load of twaddle, whatever that means, along with many other things that I won't repeat here. This is down to the fact that most of us are not educated on this subject and don't realise the law of attraction is not just a law in itself. It's one of many, and this really is just fact that exists all the time. Some believe in coincidence or things happening by chance. Throwing a dice, for example, might appear random, but when you look at how the dice is laying in your hand, or the surface it lands on, really all conditions cause and affect the outcome. The law of cause and effect is also referred to and relates to the law of karma. The law of karma, the word karma originally meaning action, work or deed, holds the principle that every thought, word and deed will create an effect. This is based upon the understanding that life is eternal and that karma exists over many lifetimes. A book I've referred to previously in other episodes called A Little Light on the Spiritual Laws speaks about karma as the foundation rule, as you give, so you receive. So therefore, bad thoughts and actions return to us, and so do good thoughts and actions. The extent to which you yourself live these qualities, at some point you will receive an equivalent experience in your lifetime, or even many lifetimes. Karma suggests that before we even come into these physical bodies, our family we're born into will also be a part of our karma, good and bad. So challenging family dynamics may be a result of unresolved karmic debt from a past life. Essentially, what this is saying is that we choose our parents, our family, on a soul level, in order to learn whatever lesson we need to learn or karmic debt we need to experience. I personally like this idea. It gives a more optimistic view on our circumstances of birth, that in some way we have some power and choice over the situations we're born into. And so even in the most unfortunate childhood circumstances, there can be a bigger picture, a higher purpose. But even if this idea doesn't sit right with you, the law of cause and effect is also acknowledged by science. So however we want to label it, and whatever belief system we adopt, this is a thing. Nikran Daishonan, a well-known Buddhist teacher, said, If you want to understand the cause that existed in the past, look at the results as they are manifested in the present. If you want to understand what results will be manifested in the future, look at the cause that exists in the present. On a very basic level, The law of cause and effect can be as simple as we go to work, we'll get paid. If we exercise, we get fit. 
On a deeper rooted societal or even spiritual level, we can look at the idea of karma or a more systemic view, acknowledging that attitudes and beliefs that we hold are a result of cause and effect somewhere down the line, sometimes way before our lifetime. Let's look for a moment at matters of religion, race segregation, sexuality or gender identity. Before we even enter into this world, we can be born into a generational blueprint of attitudes and beliefs that aren't even ours, yet become ours, or at least until we can reframe things for ourselves. In the counselling world, we call these introjected values or limiting beliefs, a value or belief one might hold that don't really belong to them, that limit them from living a happy and fulfilling life. A lot of people tend to go through life as the effect, believing things happen to them, unsure of the universal law and what's causing things to happen or how they themselves might be attracting situations or circumstances around them. Referring back to episode five, the law of correspondence, sometimes known as the law of reflection, that your outer world is always a reflection of something within you, sometimes conscious, but also sometimes unconscious. I became aware and still am becoming aware of my own limiting beliefs and generational blueprints that I've adopted unconsciously and unknowingly through my lifetime. They're unhelpful and untrue and so do not serve me well, yet they're deeply ingrained. One I'm happy to share with you here is, was, my belief system around money. I always had a push-pull relationship with money in the past, and if I'm to be honest, I still catch myself at times with unhelpful thought processes that, once caught, I am now able to redirect and reframe into something more helpful and true of me and my existence here now. But at one stage, I didn't have this awareness, so I spent my entire 20s borderline broke. Whenever money would come into my experience, and it did because I wanted it so badly, my fear of losing it would create more reason for the money to literally hemorrhage from my bank account. It was only as I got older, became a therapist, started working on myself, became aware of the law of attraction and all the other universal forces surrounding the law of attraction, the deeper my personal development went and the stronger my knowledge of the universe and my place in it became, the more I was able to see and understand what plays out in my experience and why. My belief system around money had always been that of being the root of all evil. It doesn't grow on trees. Basically, all the unhelpful narratives around money you can think of, I had, handed down to me generationally. Now, this isn't me blaming anyone here, because I understand why my mother and father would have held that belief and their beliefs would have come from their parents and their parents' parents. It's understandable why my parents' parents or their grandparents came from a place of fear and lack surrounding money. My mother's side being Irish, carrying her own generational beliefs around poverty and famine, and my father was in World War II himself, and his father and grandfather would have lived post-World War I. So what I'm saying is, for them, that belief system was perhaps more understandable. Whether helpful or not, that's questionable. But for me, In this day and age, in this society that I live in, and perhaps even chose on a spiritual level, that does give me provision, even if I lose my income and can't pay my bills. I don't actually need to fear the things my parents did. 
I can, if I choose to, rewrite that narrative, that script, into something more positive and helpful. Most of us are living our lives by default. That's predetermined by our generational curses we carry and the society we grow up into. From the minute we come into this world, the script is written for us, unless we choose to change it. At the moment, the majority of people, I'd say, do not live a life of free will. There are few of us, although I do see this changing, who are able to polarise ourselves in another direction and develop the ability to be more deliberate about how we choose to experience our life. It's said that even through the idea of karma, the karmic debt we accrue over our lifetime, sometimes many, depending on what you believe, of course, our awareness to this, our willingness to heal and grow, right our wrongs, reconcile our relationships, basically own our stuff, is enough to release that debt. On a more basic and human level, well, I know I have a lot more respect for someone who can own their part in something, who does the work to better themselves, despite past behaviour. Those of us who can learn these fundamental principles of life can learn to rise above being a slave to society. The more we learn about ourselves, the more we implement the universal laws in our life, we start to really play the game of life instead of being played. In episode one of this podcast series, I talked about the law of oneness. And I referred to, as I do a lot because it's a great breakdown of the universal laws, Diana Cooper's book, A Little Light on the Spiritual Laws. She introduces the universal laws as being a basic rule of our existence here on earth. And how are we supposed to play the game if we don't know the rules? The law of cause and effect is one of life's basic rules that once understood can be played to your advantage. But, as I mentioned before, if you're not down with the spiritual lingo and that approach to life, just look at the science. The law of cause and effect is the foundation of the scientific method that says there is a reason for everything that happens. For every effect, there is a cause, whether we know what it is or not. And even Einstein said it. Change your actions, you can change your life. Change your thoughts and you can create a brand new destiny. Thank you for listening. Next up is the law of perpetual transmutation of energy.